Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Oh, that's delicious. Today is, say it with me, Friday, woo, woo, woo. Uh, December 16th. Only a couple weeks left of 2022. <clears throat> and I don't know why I got like choked up at the end of that. Uh, it was not an actual emotion. It was just um, <clears throat> creaky things in my throat from the coffee, no doubt. Ugh. So, uh, yeah, a week from today, I'll be in Tucson visiting family. So, um, doing, doing the Christmas thing, right? <laughs> I'm still on the topic of my books. I was looking for one yesterday that I cannot find. And now I'm, it's bothering me. I'm trying to figure out where it went. <sighs> in fact, it was annoying me enough. I was thinking about buying another copy, except that I'm sure it's here somewhere. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. This is, none of you have offered advice on my um, champagne problem of having people dust my books and move them. Alas. So anyway, um, here we are. I did not get shit done on the book yesterday. Jack shit. Um, went to Ryder Coffee. Had uh, some great conversations though. And uh, ended up dallying long. Got back. And uh, went straight into a very long CIPWA meeting. Um, Planning Nebula conference had to be done. And and I was kind of, I don't know, I was feeling a little under the weather maybe because then I took a nap, which I don't often do. I'm feeling perky today. I'm going to race ahead with this book. <laughs> Just watch. Just wait and see. I do have most of the world building sorted out. I'm still waffling on adding one thing, and it's kind of like, eh, who am I kidding? I think I'm going to add it. Uh, but I'm still considering it. Um, we had a very interesting conversation yesterday. Oh, let me hold on. Uh, an interesting conversation that was related to uh, things that I've been talking about on here this week. Uh, it's always interesting when conversations from different places to come together. And many of you know, if you're a longtime listener, that I talk to um, Fab writer Kelly Robson daily. We chat. She always sends me a good morning when she wakes up, which is since she's in Toronto, considerably ahead of my wake up. Um, but she's writing a novel. This is her first time writing a novel. And so she's been sending me comments on the difference between writing a novel and writing short. She's always written uh, short stories or at most a uh, novella. And so she's been commenting on the difference in writing a novel. And, and I remember very, very clearly, and I've talked about it a lot on here, um, when I switched from writing short to writing along to writing novels. And one of the big differences is that, and it's, I don't know, is this a tautology? With the novel, you have a lot more room. So, I mean, that seems maybe overly simplistic because, of course, a novel is longer. You have room for more stuff. 
but it does change the choices that you make. It changes how you tell the story. Um, novels are much more forgiving in some ways. And I know that there are some writers who will argue against this. Um, the, I'm sorry, I should give this an order, right? Organize my thoughts. So a lot of times novelists will say that you don't have to obsess over every word and every sentence and every paragraph like you do when writing short, because when you're writing short, every bit of real estate is precious. And so you have to be just super scrupulous about what you choose to include. Um, and whereas novels, you don't have to be that scrupulous. You have more wiggle room. Now, so this is coming back, but saying it in order, there are some writers who will get very happy about this and go, no, this is not true. That's the voice they use. That's not true. Uh, when you write a novel, you must ha pay attention to every word and every line and every paragraph just as scrupulously. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't get sloppy about it, but it um, it's just not the same. And a huge thing about writing novels, and this is kind of what we were talking about yesterday, because I was saying to uh, Jack and Jim that somebody commented, I think I already mentioned on the podcast, but I, I really appreciated the comment that uh, one reason she loves my fantasy books and loves my world building was, I think she commented on the YouTube channel here, was that there are sometimes details, world building details or little things that don't apply to anything. She says they're just kind of like weird and random things, just like life has weird and random things in it. And it really made me happy that she said this because yeah, I really do believe in having stuff in my novels that are just weird and random things that are just like there because part of life is there, you know, it's uh, it's just not everything is meaningful. So I was trying to explain this and, um, and Jack was confused. He was like, what, what, what do you mean? And Jim said, well, it's the opposite of Chekhov's smoking gun, uh, where, you know, Chekhov says, if I show you, um, let me get this exactly right. Okay. I, I, I conflated two things. There's smoking gun and there's Chekhov's gun. So erase the smoking part from your brain. But I found this. Um, so it says Chekhov's gun simply refers to any seemingly unimportant element that becomes significant later on in the story. Remove everything that has no relevance to the story, Chekhov wrote. If you say in the first chapter that there is a rifle hanging on the wall in the second or third chapter, it absolutely must go off. So it's interesting to me, anyway, um, and after all, we're doing this because I want to sit here and talk over coffee, <laughs> is that this is the second time that Chekhov has come up recently, right? Because I was talking about the whole um, show, don't tell principle and how that arose from Chekhov. And just to revisit that briefly, you know, where Chekhov said, you know, don't tell me the moon was shining 
show me moonlight glinting off of broken glass. So it's really important to remember that Chekhov was writing short. Um, and this idea of we won't revisit the whole show don't tell thing. Uh, it's in one of the previous podcasts. I'm sure you can find it. Um, <laughs> not going to be helpful that way, I guess. I would say I'd link to it, but then I'd have to look for it. Yeah. So, yeah, I just double-checked, and um, Chekhov wrote only plays, short stories, <laughs> and, yeah, I was, sorry, I, yeah, and he was a physician, short stories, and, and plays. Um, I, I love the things that uh, pop up, you know, on Google when you ask questions, like there's the other uh, questions people ask, what's so special about Chekhov? <laughs> um, it says, he captured life in the Russia of his time by using a deceptively simple technique devoid of obtrusive literary devices. So no wonder he said me take out everything face. So there's a few things to keep in mind here. My point, and I do have one, is that first of all, writers can give all the advice they want to about how they do what they do. Um, and writers are asked to give that advice. And here I sit dispensing advice. And to some extent, we can try to encapsulate our techniques. We can try to encapsulate the, the rules that we follow. But there's only so much that we can do to transmit um, what is maybe largely an intuitive process. So, so anyway, the rules for writing short and writing long are different. Uh, yes, I could see how, especially in very short fiction or even in a play, that you do need to um, take out everything that is not completely relevant to the story because, because real estate is so expensive. But in novels, part of the reason that people read novels is to luxuriate in the world, right? Is to uh, have that escape where you get to go be part of the world and enjoy things, which is actually helping me think about the novel that I'm writing right now, uh, because I am trying to write it much more snappily. And I, it's occurring to me that I could give myself a little bit more room to, uh, enjoy the world. Not, it, it creates a certain velocity to have every detail in the world or every detail mentioned in the plot be pointing towards something. And certainly you could go back through and take out stuff. But if you are trying to create a, a textured world, and I think that was, a, that was the word that um, Jim may have used yesterday, by including things that, you know, like having a rifle on the wall that never does go off, that can add texture to your story. Um, you know, it could be that the gun stopped working ages ago. Uh, it could be that it's a, a plaster simulacrum. Uh, you know, it's 
we have all kinds of things around us that have no relevance to our life. Um, I'm kind of looking at the things on my desk. Uh, and, and we were using this example because Jim brought us all little pots of jam and a brownie. Very sweet. And he brought it in a TJ Maxx uh, bag. And so we're sitting around this table um, at Counterculture in Santa Fe, if you all want to know. And the TJ Maxx bag was sitting at the end. And Emily had left early. And I had pointed to the bag and I said, is that Emily's? Is, you know, is that an important bag? And Jim said, no, 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 that was what I brought the jam in. I said, okay. So as we're talking about this stuff with the details, uh, I was saying, you know, that the the TJ empty TJ Maxx bag adds a certain amount of texture to our environment. Uh, from this, we know that Jim and or his wife shop at TJ Maxx. And, but that doesn't mean that this needs to be a significant detail later in the tale of Jim. We don't, it doesn't matter whether or not they uh, shop at TJ Maxx, except that it does tell us something about who they are, right? And, and Jim was running with it and he said, you know, of course, later if we have a scene with Jim and his wife Mingley at Marshall's, we might wonder, it's like, why are they at Marshall's when they're clearly TJ Maxx shoppers? Um, yeah, it, it's interesting to think about. Um, the And the other aspect, and I know I've mentioned this before, is, you know, this idea that every single scene, everything in the story needs to be driving towards the point of the story. I hear writers talk about this a lot, especially newer writers, where they're like, oh, I went back through and looked to see if every scene was contributing towards the point of the story. And it's like, well, you know, it, not everything has to drive relentlessly to the point. I think it can create a sense of, what's the word I want? Lifelessness, maybe? Um, because if we're trying to, and yesterday I talked about biosphere two, so I won't reiterate it, but if we are trying to create our own biosphere two by world building in our stories, then what we're trying to talk about is, sorry, I'm thinking and talking at the same time, which doesn't always work. What we're trying to do is create a living textured world, right? And in our lives, not everything is driving towards the point. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of pointless things that happen in our days. Uh, and, and that's relevant in a way. You know, you could bring it back around and, and have these relevant details later. But one thing that happens is, is if you have every single detail mentioned, has a payoff later, then readers are look for that, right? And they're like, oh, well, that rifle's going to go off by the third act. Um, it's, and I'm not being articulate about this, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm going back to the stuff on my desk. So I'm 
looking at the things that are underneath my monitor. And I've got three things of lip balm, <laughs> a couple of rubber bands, a dongle, um, two, a stack of four quarters, some empty CD cases, a hair clip, a pen, um, and some sticky notes. And so what this does is this tells you a little bit about me and what my daily uh, writing life is like, which is that my lips get chapped because I live in the desert and the rubber bands are from a package that was delivered that was rubber banded together and I haven't put it with the other rubber bands. And the quarters are because David handed me the four quarters to pay me a dollar for something. The empty CD cases because I put together um, the travel case for the car and put CDs in there. Uh, and the dongle because I finally got my unifying receiver to work so both my mouse and my keyboard uh, now go to one unifying receiver. And so now I don't need two but I haven't ever done anything with it. My hair clip because I get hot as I'm walking and my pen and sticky notes because I need those things, right? But they don't all contribute to some point, right? I mean, there's texture. It tells you that I kind of accumulate things that I don't actually deal with. And maybe I will now that I've been looking at them and noticing them. But there, there's a difference between a detail driving towards some kind of payoff and a detail that creates texture. So probably took me way too long to say that. But I do think it's interesting. Um, on another note, I actually did um, make an, an, on another point, I made myself a note to say this, was I know that I was angsting yesterday about um, that this will probably be my lowest word count year either ever. And I'm was realizing, and I may have to go back and look at my podcasts at the end of last year or the beginning of this year, that I did consciously try to reel it back. Um, that I felt like I was, I'd been pushing pretty hard for a long time and that maybe I needed to not push so hard. Uh, I was remembering that last year, this time I was reading that book on breaking the stress cycle and uh, gave that book to a number of friends. And yeah, I was feeling much more stressed out this time last year than I am this year. So I think that that does speak to something. So I am trying to, to be good with this. Um, yeah, and not, not try to push so hard all the time, which I do know is one of my things uh, that Jennifer would say that it is my uh, achiever Clifton strength. So there we are. All right. Um, yeah. Friday. I hope you all have a productive and or relaxing weekend as you choose. Um, hope that the holidays are treating you all right. And I will talk to you all on Monday. You all take care. Bye-bye.